Hey gang, how how are you? Welcome back to the OK Gatsby Season 4, colon, vibe, vibe and, and chill with, with us. us. Oh, read with us. I always say vibe and chill with us. <laughs> um, but it is vibe and read with us. That is the correct, you are hearing correctly. It's a better uh, near rhyme to a Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> yeah, it's a slant rhyme and everybody loves it. Um we're recording remotely once again, um, but but luckily we have some very very hot spicy chapters. Ooh. Isn't that right, Kev? I feel so intimate to these pages that I connect to everyone who's ever read it. <laughs> intimate to the pages. Intimate to the pages, baby. Me you know too, when you man. feel the beating heart of the writer in each sentence. True. I feel like yeah, that we are. I think we're at the heart of the novel. I'm I'm pretty excited to get into it. I mean, like sometimes let's be honest. There's not a lot going on. This is not one of those episodes. Yes. It could be a little bit of a slog sometimes, but this one is a car explosion every page. <laughs> yes, this is a yeah, this is one of the this is the car chase uh section of the of the novel for sure. This is like a battle. Yes. Um Elizabeth was was, was like she started loading her guns last chapter and she was sort of firing some of her amazing social criticism guns. And uh, here she's like a sniper. I feel like she's like not like firing indiscriminately. She fires like some intense and poignant social criticism at uh, some very worthy targets. And I really love yeah. Elizabeth in this. In she this takes section. all comers. Whoever pokes their head up, it's like, oh, there you go. Your head's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> your proverbial head is gone. Oh, you thought you were going to be criticized when you did your general behaviors in front of me? Uh, yeah 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 good luck yeah 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 dead (laughs) dead 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 they call her elizabeth the sniper (laughs) yeah sniper dead eye dead eye liz (laughs) very very masculine interpretation of uh elizabeth And that's what you came to the podcast for, yes. a masculine interpretation of Elizabeth Bennett. Of Elizabeth Bennett. Jane Austen's uh, criticism does not have enough military comparisons in it. <laughs> not enough guys going, Oh, my brain just melted, dude. And then my girl Liz owned Darcy. Oh, <laughs> you know let's get Liz on Xbox Live. <laughs> She would be she would be at the forum just being like, All right, all right, all you teens <laughs> Liz Liz is poning all the noobs right now. And <laughs> that comparison is what literary criticism needs. <laughs> More ownage. Yeah, sure she is uh taking no prisoners. Yes, TNT. very very spicy uh selection <laughs> of chapters. And perhaps that we close with the spiciest chapter by far. But yes, that's a little teaser. Yes, stay tuned. Stay tuned for some spice. A little, oh, yeah. little bit of spice later is like what. It's but right. for now, for now, Kev, we are still we are visiting Lady Catherine. We're visiting. We're visiting the Collinses. We're visiting the Collinses, and guess who got invited to Rosings? The whole crew. <laughs> the whole crew coming to Rosings. The whole crew. They, they're, they're, they're the montage of them getting dressed. Yeah. Mr. Collins is losing his mind. He uh, <laughs> he even goes up to, to Elizabeth and goes, I would advise you merely to put on whatever of your clothes is superior to the rest. There is no occasion for anything more. <laughs> yeah. It's such a, like, my mom used to do this. Or, like, a lot of moms do this where they go, is that what you're wearing? <laughs> okay. Oh, that's go, what you're okay. wearing to this event? <laughs> oh, sure. I'm oh, sure. okay. It's a, Interesting. It's a nice party, yeah. But hey. oh, all my friends are going to be there, and maybe the first time they've seen you in a little while. I uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wear something halfway decent. That's what my mom said. Halfway decent, if you could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Catherine will not think the worse of you for being simply dressed. She likes to have the distinction of rank preserved. That is hilarious. Too. That is so good. 
Yeah, please. Please try like wear the best thing you have, but it's okay if it sucks. <laughs> Honestly, you looking poor is part of what makes this fun for Lady Catherine. <laughs> so she needs so to go be ahead. better than you. Yeah, so don't go crazy with it. Already Mr. Collins is is revealing what will become immediately obvious as soon as we meet her. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Lady Catherine lives up to the absurd portrait we get from Mr. Collins's praise of her. Yeah. It's like, wow, what is this li- woman like if she needs this much bootlicking? Or if she even allows this much bootlicking to occur? Yes. I don't know what, why. What is she going to be like? And just in my head, she kind of reminds me of Kathy Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Just kind of mean and hypercritical about every little thing, but from a place <laughs> of like, yes, I have ultimate authority. And Mr. Collins is her, uh, uh, who's the, uh, oh, Anderson Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's like, go off, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> That's an insult to both parties, but I will allow it. I like it a lot. <laughs> So yeah, they go they go visit it and better believe it's fancy. Uh the Lucases, so Sir William and uh Charlotte are are nervous and Maria I believe is there too. Yep. They're all terrified cuz this is like other like the fanciest place that they've ever seen. Right. Uh they're received by her. Uh, and and Sir William is still on his, on edge, but we get this not lying. Elizabeth found herself quite equal to the scene and could observe the three ladies before her composedly. So she's not flustered. And this yeah, and this characterizes Elizabeth's attitude towards all of the Catherine de Beau stuff. Is that like her class, her station is not intimidating to Elizabeth, who can kind of see through the social games that are happening in this situation. To genuine character. She has a good sense of, like, that's a, an actually yeah. good person. Yeah, and, like, Elizabeth being unrattled is kind of a through line of this whole visit. Is that, like, although she should be rattled, although Mr. Collins is rattled, everyone is rattled by the disparity of social station. Yeah. Elizabeth is not. She's not rattled by it, and that allows her to say some, like, very uh, harsh truths. She acts in a way that Lady Catherine is not used to, because everyone is usually cowed by her. She they go into the yeah. house, they're scared by the house, and then they meet her, and they're scared of her. But we get this oh, yeah. description: Lady Catherine was a tall, large woman with strongly marked features, which might once have been handsome. Her air was not conciliating, nor was her manner of receiving them, such as to make her visitors forget their inferior rank. She was not rendered formidable by silence, but whatever she said was spoken in so authoritative a tone as marked her self-importance and brought Mr. Wickham immediately to Elizabeth's mind. And from the observation of the day altogether, she believed Lady Catherine to be exactly what he had represented. So it's like she does not; she does nothing to make you feel better about who you are. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's compared, she's compared to Wickham here? I didn't really understand. No, she's saying that when Mr. Wickham described her, he was right. Oh, I see. And that, like, he's he like, described- eh, she's she's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she's just she. Every time she talks, she says so authoritative that she. It's clearly that she thinks very much of herself. It's uh, not a, not a flattering portrait. <laughs> and then, so yeah, there's dinner and there's uh, cards, right? What like not not much happens here. I mean, Lady Catherine is sort of holding court for the dinner. Everyone's kind of afraid to talk besides yeah. her. Elizabeth found that nothing was beneath the great, this great lady's attention, which could f- uh, furnish her with an occasion of dictating to others. So she loved caring about little things, just so she can give her advice on them. Right. And then it, what's what's kind of what develops is that uh, she turns uh, Lady Catherine turns her attention to Elizabeth. To talk about her family. Uh, And this is when it really starts to get uh, an undercurrent of ugliness. She asked her at different times how many sisters she had, whether they were older or younger than herself, whether any of them were likely to be married, whether they were handsome, where they had been educated, what carriage her father kept, 
and what had been her mother's maiden name. Elizabeth felt all the impertinence of her questions, but answered them very composedly. Lady Catherine then observed, and then they talk about the entailment. And it's yeah. like they, she is doing everything she can to rub it in in Elizabeth's face that Mr. Collins has this money. <laughs> she literally says, uh, otherwise I see no occasion for entailing estates from the female line. It was not thought necessary in Sir Louis de Burr family. And then she changes the subject. She goes, I have all this money. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Once again, like the just like the bare baldness with which people just talk about money is astounding. It's like I have money and you don't. If you had, you know, if your family had behaved differently, you would have more money. Yeah. I, um, my my uh, my royal husband was didn't see a problem in giving me the money, and it's like, oh, you mean that in royalty you can uh, bend the rules of society? Yeah. And then she gets down to criticizing. Right. She gets down to criticizing uh, the way that Elizabeth was raised yes. no governess um for example no playing they don't all play uh, instruments or draw these are all things that are brought up yeah um, they don't they don't all sing uh and <clears throat> and then also the thing about them being uh, uh, all the sisters are out they're all out as like marital prospects yeah um which i guess is not supposed to be the case supposedly the you shouldn't let one of the sisters be out until the elder sister has been married or spoken for yeah because the guy is supposed to visit the house and only have one prospect right <laughs> you can't go over to the family's house and be like i can marry any one of these broads <laughs> <laughs> it's like serving two dinners it's like you have you serve one dinner what are you talking about what are you gonna you're crazy yeah um and that that's a that's a big criticism uh but elizabeth responds with a full forced answer and it it kind of knocks Lady Catherine back. Yeah. Yeah, she says, yes, my youngest is not 16. Perhaps she is full young to be much in company. But really, ma'am, I think it would be very hard upon younger sisters that they should not have their share of society and amusement because the elder may not have the means or inclination to marry early. Yeah, so Elizabeth uh, does the radical uh, move of invoking the humanity of these women. Yes. And, uh, like, imagine what it would be like to be them. That might be difficult. Yes. So. Our family doesn't have a lot of money so that uh, we're prime merit uh, subjects. But why would we deprive a teenager of being a teenager and being able to flirt with guys? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. It's like, uh, yeah, one of life's great pleasures um, and also, but it's just like, like, yeah, like a personhood coming at it from a personhood point of view. Like, okay, well, they're still 16 and they want, they want to be out. They want to be talking to people. They want to talk to officers, man. But yeah, they love talking to officers. Um, and she's Lady like, Catherine it, is, it would not Lady make Catherine us good sisters. Away. Yeah. Yeah. Upon my blown word, away. you give your opinion very decidedly for so young a person. Pray, what is your age? <laughs> and then Elizabeth, it's so like good. She's able to use the person's arguments against them, and she goes like, "Well, I've got two sisters who are, um, I've got younger three younger who sisters out, who are out, <laughs> who are all out. So if I, you know, like, I, like she's like, she's like, well, if you do the math, like I'm, I'm old, I'm oldish. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to you know, tell so. you, I, I have three younger sisters who are already sixteen. <laughs> Right, but she's like almost like playing like you know like you know you can probably tell that I'm not I shouldn't be talking about my age based on what you've said about women I shouldn't even be talking about my age. Yeah, she's doing witty repartee with someone who's only used to cowering short sentences. <laughs> just just butt kissing and flattery. Yes, and then someone someone calls her on one small point. Yes, uh, is a little bit little bit playful at one moment. <laughs> she goes, oh, my. Yes. How interesting. Oh, wow. And she is, yeah. Yeah, so she is rocked. Lady Catherine seemed quite astonished at not receiving a direct answer, and Elizabeth suspected herself to be the first creature who would ever dare to trifle with so much dignified impertinence. Exactly. Dignified impertinence. Beautiful. I mean, Jane Austen is a is a beautiful writer. I mean, if it is a little dense and maybe archaic, like uh, 
there's some beautiful phrases. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and she is, when she writes tenderly about things, there are things that she cares about. She's not burning it all down. She's not the freaking Joker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's not burning it all down. Yeah, no, no, she definitely cares for people for people who are um, genuinely kind she and sees otherwise the cruel yeah. system. Right, even people who are acting within the system and not rebelling against it, she has empathy for them. Yes, um, there are there are some villains like uh, Mister Burr. I can't. Every time I say it, I'm saying it the worst way. Uh, Mister Burr, Mister Burr, De Berg, De Burr, <laughs> Mister Collins, Miss Do Bow Bow, Miss Do Bow Bow, <laughs> Bow. Oh yeah, Ooh, baby, beautiful. Uh, yeah, and then they play some cards until Lady Catherine gets bored, and then they go, Mr. Collins, like, or, uh, who was it? Charlotte's like, hey, what you think? And yeah. Elizabeth is like, she has to be nice because she knows it's important to Charlotte. Uh, and then eventually Mr. Collins like, here's everything that's great about her. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Collins, uh, obliged to take her ladyship's praise into his own hands. It's like, <laughs> I got it. I got it. Let me say what she thought about this evening. <laughs> It's got to be done. Someone's got to really praise her up and down before we go to bed. Yeah, goodness gracious. What a dork. Now that we meet her, it's like, Mr. Collins, you you are a, a worm. <laughs> oh, my God. It's such a worm. Yeah, it makes his it makes him that much worse. That this whole time he's been talking about this terrible person. Yeah. And saying that she's great. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. So chapter seven is kind of uh, like um, all that really happens is uh, Sir in the beginning is Sir William leaves. So now it's just the one generation all hanging out in the house. Yeah. Like friends. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there for you. Even though your sister hasn't called. <laughs> uh, but the big gossip is so they keep going around and they go to dinners and everything like that. And and uh, Elizabeth's even like, this is fine. This is pleasant. We're in London. We're yeah. we're going to parties. Mr. Darcy's supposed to be in town. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. He is returning. Uh, and guess what? He's got a cousin who's not cute, but he's nice. <laughs> he is so nice. <laughs> he's got a great personality. He's the, and he actually does. Yeah. I, I, part of it is because he's the younger son of a lord, so he doesn't get the inheritance. Right. He's got to develop a personality because he doesn't have any money. <laughs> yeah. So he's got to be in the army. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like they're brought over right away. I kind of like that. That it's like, it's like you hear about them coming, and then there's no lead-up. There's no tension. Mr. Collins uh, takes a walk to scout out where they're coming on the on the carriage. Yeah. And then he invites them right over, and they come over. And uh, Darcy only really comes by because he wants to see Elizabeth. Yeah. But uh, he he doesn't say that. Uh, we get a description of Colonel Fitzwilliam. Was about 30, not handsome, but an in-person address, most truly the gentleman. <laughs> so it's the opposite of you. You're 30, handsome, and not a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just turned 30, so every time I read someone's 30, I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Sucks to be them. Someone told me that uh, The Great Gatsby is uh, you should read it after you turn 30 because it's really a book about being 30. <laughs> <laughs> Don't party anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally about not going to parties anymore. It's, you're trying to get your high school girlfriend back. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And so they they briefly meet Mr. Fitzwilliam. He's He's kind... He's uh convert con- converses easily, talk very pleasantly. Darcy doesn't really say much. Uh, Typical Darcy. And then he, he asks about the family, and Elizabeth hits him with, uh, "My eldest sister has been in town these three months. Have you never happened to see her there?" And it's like, "Hey, you've been rude to my sister." <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you haven't seen her? Would you? I mean, she's there. She writes letters her? to your house every day. Yeah. And then Darcy says that he had no, he has not had the pleasure yes. of meeting Miss Bennett. He's called out for being rude at every occasion, and yet he continues to be rude. 
He's telling it like it is. Yeah. And the, <laughs> and that he he's is the a Bill Maher of this book. Turd number one. <laughs> he's going in the yes. turd book. <laughs> <laughs> so chapter eight, we get a little bit of Fitzwilliam flirting. Uh him and Elizabeth, uh, him and Elizabeth, yeah, are getting really long. They're talking about music. They're talking about music. It's so funny. Like I'm just picturing them talking about talking about like Annie DeFranco or like uh, you know the, the, the some new Vampire Weekend album or something. Yeah, um, they just get really excited. They're they're the Pitchfork crew of uh, of seventeen ninety. But they're talking, yeah. What they're talking about like classical music? Is that what they're talking? Like you know, like, like some sort of a new waltz that's out. Yeah, <laughs> the hottest new waltz in town. <laughs> Really breaks the form, you know. Yes, what, it's all been like one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore, baby. They're adding a dubstep drop to this waltz. <laughs> so yeah, so that's kind of exciting because it's like you want your you want your girl Elizabeth to be happy, and then and people are noticing. It's like it's not only that like they're flirting, but like it's like people are noticing that they're hitting it off. Uh, including Darcy. Darcy, including his Captain eyes Devo. have been soon and repeatedly tor- tor- turned towards them with a look of curiosity. And then even yeah. Lady Catherine's like, what are you guys talking about over there? And I love this. Uh, we are speaking of music, madam. And then she goes, of music, then pray speak aloud. It is of all my subjects my delight. I must have my share in the conversation. <laughs> oh, my God. this is obs- And then she goes on to say, like, um... There are a few people in England, I suppose, who have more true enjoyment of music than myself, or a better natural taste. <laughs> if I had ever learned, I should have been a great proficient. So she did not learn music. She's just she's never learned it. Yeah, but if she had, oh my god, she'd be so good. <laughs> she's such a blowhard. It's crazy. It's so funny. It's absurd. She's absurdly full of herself. Yeah, and uh, and and uh, condescending. She's a maniac. <laughs> There's not I one. Mean, yeah. She saw two people having fun and was like, let me make this about myself. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. She would be diagnosed with uh, with narcissism if anybody cared to yeah, get, check. Get close to her. Yeah. But good thing she found Mr. Collins. Good thing she found Mr. Collins. So then they, they talk, start talking about piano, huh? Yeah. So this is going to lead to Elizabeth playing the piano. Which is an amazing a, a scene I really like. Yes. So Elizabeth's playing, and uh, and Darcy's watching very closely, uh, out of admiration, but she thinks out of uh, malice. Right, out of trying trying to like mess her up. Like if I look at her closely enough, she's gonna screw up and embarrass herself in front of this new guy. Yeah. You mean to frighten me, Mister Darcy, by coming in all this state to hear me? But I will not be alarmed, though your sister does play so well. There is a stubbornness about me that can never can bear to be frightened at the will of others. My courage always rises with every attempt to intimidate me. So she's already playfully like, "Don't, don't try and psych me out while I'm playing the piano." And she like, it's like she knows that she's unshakable. She's unshakable, and she knows it, which I really like. Yeah. And she's like able to use that unshakability against Darcy here. Yeah, she's got spine and swagger. Uh, yeah. And he says. He says something interesting. I shall not say that you are mistaken, because you cannot really believe me to entertain any design of alarming you. And I've had the pleasure of your acquaintance long enough to know that you find great enjoyment in occasionally professing opinions which, in fact, are not your own. Which I didn't fully get. <laughs> okay, good. Neither did I. Because he's like, I guess because he's like, Mr. Darcy, like, you're here to intimidate me. And he's like, you, you're you just teasing me. You know I just love watching. <laughs> Right. Yeah, okay, right. And you know I can't intimidate you. That's I know I know you too well to know that you mean that in earnest. Um I like what she says uh back to him. <clears throat> uh so she's saying to Cur- Colonel Fitzwilliam about Darcy. She yeah, yeah, she's she ends up she yeah, she's like trying to speak to Fitzwilliam to indirectly speak to, to Darcy. To kind of like to kind of snub Darcy. She's not speaking to him directly. Yeah. Um, your cousin will give you a very pretty picture, notion of me and teach you not to believe a word I say. <laughs> I am particularly unlucky in meeting with a person so well able to expose my real character in part of the world where I had hoped to pass myself off with some degree of credit. Um, so she's saying Darcy really sees me and knows me. Yeah, but she's being sarcastic, I feel like. Right. I mean, right. But like, yeah, like she, he's bringing up old stuff. 
Yeah. She's, right. Yeah. Like he just claimed to know her very well. Yes. Yeah, so he's like, look, I'm I'm in London. I could be whoever I want. Uh, your cousin is gonna make me look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm meeting new I'm meeting new people now, and he's he's embarrassing me. Right. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, but you know what? I could say something about Darcy, and here we go. Yes. The the dance is brought up. <clears throat> yeah, and Fitzwilliams Fitzwilliams egging her on. Like I don't, I want to know what he's like around strangers. Yes. And then uh, Elizabeth starts the the account of the of the dance with uh, a quote a quote from our theme song, where she says, she says "Prepare yourself for something very dreadful." <laughs> Prepare yourself for something very dreadful. Like this podcast. <laughs> Like that's that mean that was a kind of nod to yeah, get ready for a terrible podcast. <laughs> Put yourself for something extraordinarily dreadful. Dreadful. Truly a drab um, experience. Yes. But she's like so Elizabeth just just goes on to just embarrass Darcy by explaining how he acted at that ball. Yes. That first ball, their first interaction where there's plenty of eligible women and a, and a lack of gentlemen. He danced he only four dances. Four dances. Can you believe this guy only danced four dances? <laughs> well, also, side note, the dances are like what? They're like uh, 15 they're like minutes. 15, 15 minutes, right? Like, aren't they, right? They're like a half. Like They, they danced we, two. We, we they did that. two dances and they danced a half hour together that one time. A half hour. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, he only danced for a full hour, <laughs> <laughs> which is like considered very short. Yes, um, and Darcy's like, I didn't know any other ladies. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very shy. And Elizabeth is yeah. true, and nobody can ever be introduced in a ballroom. <laughs> so, in this sentence, Jane Austen invents sarcasm. This is the first. Um, oh, you didn't know anyone. Sarcastic. Good thing we were at a social occasion where no one was being introduced to each other. <laughs> no one has ever been introduced at a ball before. <laughs> Savage, savage, sniped. Darcy gets sniped. Yeah, boom. boom, you're done. Boom, headshot. Pack it up, bub. <laughs> Double kill. You're on the pay no mind list. <laughs> and then she even goes, shall we ask your cousin the reason of this? Shall we ask him why a man of sense and education who has lived in the world is ill-qualified to recommend himself to strangers? Because Darcy's like, I'm shy around strangers. And Elizabeth goes, or Fitzwilliam goes, I know why. He goes, it's without applying to him. It is because he will not give himself the trouble. <laughs> so he says, that, like, uh, he won't do it because it's hard. It's hard for him. Yeah. He doesn't want to do it because it's hard. He does like doing hard things. Yeah. Um, and then Darcy does, it makes a comparison. To, like, I don't have the talent for it like you guys do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Elizabeth goes, well, you could. It's like piano. It's like, I don't think that everyone is just inherently talented. It's like people who practice it can do it better. I don't blame my fingers for being bad. It's my practice. It's my own fault. It's your fault for mm. not for not putting yourself out there. Yeah. So Darcy, you're just a rude jerk. <laughs> and it's there's no excuse to not practice. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's just calling him out for exactly what he did. Um but it's a complicated idea that they're expressing. I really respect Jane Austen for tackling these these like higher level social concepts of like um like you're not putting yourself out there, and you could be, and it gets easier every time. Yeah, um, it's like anything else. Um, you can't just rely. You can't just be shy. So he, like Jane Austen is just saying, like, there's no such thing as shy people. It's just people who don't practice. Don't put themselves out there. Can, and, putting like, themselves it's, out there. It's rude to be shy at a certain point. More to that. Right. Right. Like you can't not do, uh, not be friendly to people because you aren't good at talking to people. Like that's right. That's, that's a like. Be shy all you want, but you gotta practice introducing yourself. At a point, it reflects poorly on you. Yeah, yeah. You can't just rely on that excuse. And then Lady Catherine's like, "What are you guys talking about?" And no one answers her. <laughs> <laughs> so they talk more about piano, and then once again, the evening comes to a close. And then we move on to chapter nine. We and we immediately find out that Bingley's not coming back to Netherfield. He's not coming back. And Elizabeth's like, "Are you going to sell the house then, uh, so we can have a neighbor?" And Darcy's like, "Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised." Well, first of all, I mean, like, let's go. This conversation is, is happening because Darcy just shows up in the morning at yeah. 
to see Elizabeth, and it's like, it's like, what's your, what are you doing here? And he goes, oh, I thought everyone was here. <laughs> oh, there wasn't a so, big party. <laughs> oh wow, you're not having a morning party? Oh, I I um, was invited to a morning party. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll just hang out and talk to you about uh, our mutual friends. Yeah. Dar- Darcy's game is so weak. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta right, think of a better not, excuse yeah. than that, buddy. Come on. Yeah. So he, and he's right, just, and she can't even see through it. It's not even like she can. She, she doesn't really know that he's trying to spend time with her. She's confused. Yes, because it's so out of her mind that this guy that she loves and has treated so disrespectfully, out of like righteous malice, has been right. would even have any affection for her whatsoever. <laughs> that this self-important jerk would even talk to her. It's like, what are you doing? You're trying to hurt me in some way. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, Bingley is not coming back. He'll probably get someone to buy the house from him. Yeah. Soon enough. So that's all they really chat about. Um, and they kind of talk about, like, oh, I guess she misses home. And there's, like, kind of a just idle chatter about, like, how far away is home? Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then he even says, like, what's the one line he says? Oh, uh, you cannot have a right to such a very strong local attachment. You cannot have been always at Longbourn. And because and, she was kind of defending being from the country. Right. And he's like, you of all people should be smarter than to think well of living in the country. <laughs> yeah. What is this? Because is it because they haven't married well? Uh, I think I think it's mainly just because he's a rich person who thinks London's better. And he would assume that a sophisticated person like Elizabeth would also think London is better. Right. 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 And then they kind of, she was kind of taken aback by the, how forward that was, and they kind of have bad a bad chat until uh, he left. But Charlotte is in awe of this. Yeah, right. They're like, "Why did he come over?" So this, yeah, like this clearly was a big deal that he just came over to see her. Yeah, it's not nothing. Uh, yeah, and Charlotte says, "What can be the meaning of this, my dear Eliza? He must be in love with you, or he would never have called on us in this familiar way." Yeah, and Elizabeth um, says that he was being quiet, and he probably he probably doesn't love her. Um, and then they start speculating about why he would possibly come over there. Then, yeah, <laughs> and, they, and they're like, "Well, he must be. There must be just not a lot uh, to do. Yeah, there he, must be bored. He must be bored out of his mind." And he's like, "I'm gonna go talk to those ladies." <laughs> All field sports were over. There's no sports to play. <laughs> Nothing on TV. Yeah, man. <laughs> He's got the quarantine blues. <laughs> yeah, it's the same as the, yeah, we're in the quarantine now where all sports are canceled and so it's the same yeah, same thing. Guys all over the country, people all over the country who are missing their sports are are visiting like, ladies, even though they shouldn't be visiting visit- ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're zooming lo- long-lost lovers. Yes. I'm zooming people, women that assumed I hated them, and I'm I'm just like, hey, uh, how's it going? And then, <laughs> boy, you sure are poor, and I'm rich. Huh? <laughs> anyway, living the dream over here in Brooklyn, better than your country town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should stop doing that, Kev. That's pretty. That's pretty actually rude. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, it's not working. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? But whatever, I'm bored. So these ladies aren't going to get calls. <laughs> Nothing on TV. Yeah. No sports. I'm running out of Ken Burns baseball. So, yeah, no more Ken Burns baseball. But okay. we, we do hear more about Colonel Fitzwilliams. They talk a little bit more about that. And there's kind of a general sense of, like, maybe Elizabeth will marry Colonel Fitzwilliam. That wouldn't be so bad. Right. He's a nice guy. Uh, Yeah. And he's a colonel. He's an officer. He's an officer. He has a job. He's very kind they like music. It's like, what else do you need? Is there anything better than liking the same music as the girl you're into? I know. It seems so important, but then it's kind of like, you never listen to music together. I guess you go to concerts together. I don't know. It's always a big deal with dating, but I don't know. Yeah. It's never. A... More on that later during our dating. <laughs> yeah, our, <laughs> our Patreon, what we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> what we, yeah, what, what kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's an all about into. relationships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally unrelated. It's just a, a true act of ego that we think people would want to yeah. hear. That. <laughs> oh yeah. And then even Dating Charlotte reveals uh, in her kind schemes for Elizabeth, she sometimes planned her marrying Colonel Fitzwilliam. So it's kind yeah. of like a, it, 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 a 
a sweet tender moment that this friend is like really does think about Elizabeth and be like, I hope she marries somebody nice. <laughs> right. Maybe they are friends. I mean, I mean, like Elizabeth seems to have kind of written her off, but maybe like she has this concern for her. Yeah. Charlotte is uh of- Charlotte is still Elizabeth's friend. Charlotte's the one who had, is like trying to fight her way back into her good graces. Yeah. Cause she made the one unforgivable mistake. <laughs> Of marrying a big old doofus. Yeah, the biggest doofus in town. Uh, did the, the doofus convention get out? <laughs> <laughs> hey, is the doofus store furloughing their um, doofuses? Because you seem to be uh, doofusing pretty hard. Uh, is doofusing an essential business? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for reference, once again, we are in quarantine. <laughs> for reference, once again, the world is ending outside. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, you for know. tuning in. I hope things are better. All right, and then now um, Elizabeth is just walking around parks. That's all she likes to do. Okay, she's yes. She likes to ramble. She's a rambling man, and she's reading letters from Jane and trying to sort of think about Jane. Um, but this is the beginning of. Uh, there's the. I mean, these are the. These are two of the most exciting chapters of this whole. Of this whole book, back to back. Yes, these are huge bombshells. Yeah, we're dropping. We're dropping bombshells back to back. These last two chapters. Yeah. So th- this is. Uh, this is a carpet bombing right here, and then the next chapter <laughs> is an absolute atom bomb. <laughs> <laughs> a huge A bomb. Yeah. So so she goes and walks, and Miss Darcy keeps running into her. And it's like classic move of like, oh yeah, yep. I was just in the area too. What are you doing? No way. I love walking where you walk. Oh yeah, That's I walk bizarre. here too sometimes in the small park in front of your apartment. Even though I, <laughs> yeah, I walk here too. Even though it's a few miles from my house, this is where I walk. <laughs> I was just in the neighborhood uh, for park. I was just in the neighborhood because I stare outside your window every night. <laughs> But he doesn't make that. He doesn't make that that clear to her. He's he is kind of like being cold. Yeah, she even says how it it could occur a second time. Therefore, was very odd. Yet it did, and even a third. So he is not stopping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's not making it obvious. He still has no game. But for on these occasions, it was not merely a few formal inquiries and an awkward pause, and then away. But he actually thought it necessary to turn back and walk with her. He never said a great deal, nor did she give herself the trouble of talking or, or of listening much. But it struck her in the th- in the course of the third rencontre that he was asking some odd, unconnected questions about her pleasure in being at Huntford, her love of solitary walks, and her opinion of Mr. and Mrs. Collins' happiness. So he he's he's got no game. He's ter- he shows up. Yeah. He asks a few awkward questions, and then just cannot put it together. <laughs> Do you think your friend who married for money is happy? Yeah, that, that's that's like that's, that's what his, you're gonna ask. Foreplay? To flirt yeah. with me? Uh. Yeah. And she gives her Why would... Uh Let's see here. She seemed to expect that whenever she came into Kent again, she would be staying there too. Uh, let's see. Could he have Colonel Fitzwilliam in the thought? She supposed... So she she's starting to suspect that he's trying to set her up with Colonel Fitzwilliam. Of like, how, right. what is she thinking? Like, I want to give my blessing to my cousin. And so she's reading Jane's letters, and she's kind of distraught because Jane seems sad. Uh, but Colonel Fitzwilliam shows up once again. Another man just stumbling upon her in this park. I mean, um, <laughs> this poor woman. It's like there's just two guys hiding behind bushes, waiting for her to walk. <laughs> Drive by flirting. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, ambush. So she says, I did not know before that you ever walked this way. And he goes, I haven't been making the tour of the park, as I generally do every year, and intended to close it with a call at the parsonage. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, this is my yearly walk in this park. <laughs> yeah, once a year? I guess that's a good that's a good lie, I guess, because it's like, how would I check that? You only walk this park once a year? Yeah, that's such an insane thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Every year. Oh, yeah. This is just my yearly walk. It's nothing to do with you. Uh, every year I take a walk at this park. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, look at you. You're here. Wow. Oh, wow. Didn't you realize you'd be here? Yeah. 
Uh, so it sounds like they're leaving. Darcy and Darcy and Fitzwilliam are going to be leaving. Uh, right. Do you certainly leave Ken on Saturday? Yes, if Darcy does not put it off again. But I am at his disposal. He arranges the business just as he pleases. Right. So now it's time for some some Darcy crap talk. You know, we're talking about how Darcy is uh, selfish and he does as he pleases. And then um, the colonel brings up that uh, he's able to do as he pleases because he's got all that money. Everyone wants to do what they want. Yeah, but Darcy does what he wants, and he has the money to to back it up. Yeah. So yeah, he. Um, so they kind of really trash him. Uh, and then uh, there's a I like there's a funny line where he goes because uh, they're talking about how he Colonel Fitzwilliam has no money, and he says younger sons cannot marry where they like, and Elizabeth says unless when they where they like women of fortune, which I think they very often do. <laughs> <laughs> They like money, don't they? Everyone they can marry money. when they like money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they can marry whoever they want, as long as they want to marry someone who has money. Yeah. And even he's like, look, I, I can't get married without attention to money. I don't I don't have enough to not do that. Right. So they're talking about marriage all of a sudden. I mean, obviously it's in the air. You know, like they're just happy to be talking about marriage and they've been flirting. I think it's like something maybe is happening here. Yeah. And even Elizabeth goes, is this meant for me? And she colored at the idea. So she even blushed at like him being mentioning marriage in front of her. Right. Which is much better than her being filled with dread when Mr. Collins. <laughs> right, right. This is a genuine prospect for her. Yes, she is blushing at the idea. But then, uh, so they keep going. And they talk a little bit about Miss Darcy. Right, Georgiana. Georgiana. And she guesses right uh, that young ladies of her age are sometimes a little difficult to manage. And if she has the true Darcy spirit, she might like to have her own way. And Colonel Fitzwilliam is almost embarrassed. Because uh, he's like, what, why do you think that? And he's like, oh, I got it right. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> right. She, they're, they're flirting, huh? Right. She, like, they thought, and- she thought she was flirting. And then he got embarrassed because he's like, "How do you know my cousin is a is a a, a little princess?" And she's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. don't worry, I'm I'm just I was making fun of Darcy. Like you don't have to." <laughs> so they keep flirting, and then where is it? Where does where do we get the big old drop? I get it. Like a few paragraphs later, um, uh, they they bring up Bingley, um, and 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 Fitz. Fitzy, my buddy Fitzy, Colonel Fitzy, brings up that uh, Darcy's been bragging sort of about rescuing uh, Bingley from marrying a... Well, rescuing a friend. Of a most general, imprudent a marriage. Right, from a most imprudent marriage, a marriage that would be imprudent. And Elizabeth obviously connects the dots right away and recognizes that this is Jane. He's talking about Jane and Bingley. Yes. Uh, and she is... Obviously furious, but she cannot reveal what she knows. But she wants to get a little more information. Yes. <laughs> so she's got to be like, I want as much information as I can to know to, for sure that this is Jane. Uh, did Mr. Darcy give you his reasons? I understood that there were some very strong ad- objections against the lady. And what arts did he use to separate them? He did not talk to me of his own arts. He only told me what I have told you now. So that's a big thing in this book is that all the big reveals are only partial and by someone else. Yeah, it's all gossip and it's all uh, that's just what I heard. I don't know. That's what I heard. We don't we don't see Darcy design against Jane. We don't even see you know, we there's no scene where Darcy and Bingley are talking about it. Right, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Instead of that would be nice if we we saw Darcy pull Bingley aside and go, "Look, dude, she's poor. I know you love her." And Bingley goes, "I love her. I'm so but in love have, with her." And he's like, "Buddy, yeah, you're a good guy. She got no money." Right, but instead we hear about it months later from somebody who heard about it from Darcy. So it's all rumor. Yeah, and it's because we're limited to Elizabeth's point of view. I mean, the point of view is limited, although it does leak over into people who are near Elizabeth sometimes. We never get somebody who's like across in 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 London. Yeah. We never hear about them. Meanwhile, so in London, it's never that. Right. We don't get any meanwhile in London. 
Um, so we didn't get to see this scene, but all we do is hear about how Darcy feels about it now, in hindsight. Yeah. He's happy about it. He's, he's, he's pumped. Which is like, that's, oh, that is so gross that Darcy is excited to have broken up a true love to save Bingley some money in the future. Yeah. That's, that's such a, a bad mark on his character that he's like, yeah. If he was like regretful of like I had to advise my friend that it's not wise to marry someone with so poor connections, but he's right. like, if I, he had to I be like nails before hoes. I gotta tell you, yeah, it's like I nailed it, dude. I absolutely crushed that relationship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I preserved the status quo. Nailed it. Hashtag blessed. And and Fitzwilliams is like, hey, why are you all thoughtful all of a sudden? Why are you like? <laughs> Thinking with a fury, and why is your heart swelling with indignation? As uh, as it's described, yeah. Imagine how angry this makes Elizabeth. It's like every bad thing about Darcy is true, and he's the source of her sister's true and utter sadness. Yes, the greatest like he heartbreak this, of her life, the most yeah, amiable man of her world. acquaintance, and nothing more, is gone from right. her life because of this pompous jerk. Yeah. It's and yeah, so she's enraged. Uh, there were some very strong. She she's, she now she's basically in her head and she sees quotes of what he's saying. Like there were some very strong objections to the lady. Like in a TV show where a, a character is like passing out at some <laughs> some big yeah. news. And the floating a floating translucent head is is yeah. like swirling around. Yeah. Yeah. All these different quotes. So yeah, so she gets she goes home and she's so upset that she doesn't go to Rosings. She's like, I'm not going to this party. I don't want to see Darcy. I I'm just gonna stay home. I'll say I'm not feeling well. And even Mr. Collins is like nervous about this, but he lets it go. Right. He's like, Okay. Yeah, he doesn't love it. But he lets it go. Yeah. Okay, new chapter, another here comes the H bomb. Here comes the A bomb. Here comes This is the, what the D-bomb. This is what we play the game for. This is why we play the game. <laughs> this is why we're here. This is why we're literary podcasters. Folks. For episodes like this. It's when moments like these come around that you go, yes. <laughs> another <laughs> another victory for team drama. <laughs> Darcy shows up in the morning, uh, once again unannounced, once again by surprise and alone. Yes. So Elizabeth's reading the Jane letter, which puts her in a bad mood. Because J- Obviously. Jane's sentences are not sparkly anymore. Like right, she, Jane is broken. Yes. In a way that she does not have the capacity to express, because she won't allow herself to express that, but Elizabeth can tell just by how the sentences are phrased. Right, and that's what's so beautiful, is that all of this is fresh in her mind. All these things that Darcy did, he broke, he, he used the societal status quo to break the spirit of an otherwise perfectly lovely person, yes. an optimist who thinks well of everybody. Yes. And who was truly in love with Bingley, truly in love. And would have made him very happy. And cuz he was would truly in love with her. Very happy. Right. They were truly in love and Darcy ruined it for the sake of some the arbitrary social guidelines of the time. Yes. And Elizabeth has just found that out and then knock 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 here comes Darcy at the door, and the first thing he says is, "In vain have I struggled. I will. It will not do. My feelings will not be repressed. You must allow me to tell you how ardently I admire and love you." Commercial boom. break. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> she even thought. She even goes, "Is that Colonel Fitzwilliam? That might be exciting." And it, no, it exactly. is Darcy. No, that's a classic twist. Yeah, it's very it's built up in the in a way that you think maybe Fitzwilliams because he's leaving very soon yeah. that he's gonna maybe propose yeah like maybe this will be it and nope Darcy walks in and goes hey I can't fight it anymore I love you baby <laughs> and this is what's so beautiful is that like um, Elizabeth now has all the information that she would want to use to confront Darcy the next conversation should be a confrontation with Darcy about what he's done and instead it's Darcy proposing marriage. It's yes. it's like the high the height of drama. Yes, she's about to tear. His, she didn't go to the party because she knew she would try to tear his head off. 
And here he exactly. is. Here he is walking through the door, being like, "Marry me, please." Yeah. Um. Yes. Okay. Uh, so he his marriage proposal <laughs> that we do we get paraphrased, not even paraphrased, almost like uh, summarized and analyzed. Um, yeah. Through her point of view, yeah, it's weird. We kind of, it's like we don't get the words that he says, which is kind of odd, I think. Yes, he spoke well, but there were feelings besides those of the heart to be detailed, and he was not more eloquent on the subject of tenderness than of pride. His sense of her inferiority, of its being a degradation, of the family obstacles which judgment had always opposed to inclination, were dwelt on with a warmth which seemed due to the consequence he was wounding, but was very unlikely to recommend his suit. So he really like. He's thinking he's giving her a big compliment, being like, look, your family sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you so much. <laughs> That's how yeah, much like I love you. I want to marry you even though your family is trash. <laughs> you're so poor, it would ruin my life. But I am going to allow it <laughs> because you're great. That's And he keeps hitting that. That's because he thinks yeah. that's working. Of like, look, you're the you're the... The, I I should marry a a bag of trash before I marry you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be better off <laughs> going to the lake and marrying a fish, any fish. Yes. I wish I could cut my own member off. <laughs> yes. I'd be I'd be better off marrying a hole in the wall. <laughs> Wouldn't we all, brother? <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Oh boy. <laughs> Less less trouble, you know. Yeah. Um. And it's, so it's interesting. <laughs> Did you have one more riff? No. Yeah. <laughs> no more riffs. Our riff timing is off, and we we sincerely apologize. Yeah. Usually it's killer. Usually it's like yeah, you, <laughs> unstoppable. It destroys. Yeah. <laughs> usually you guys are like, don't give to the books. Do more riff it, please. Yeah. Stop it with the analysis. Pure riff. Um, Elizabeth is compliment. It's like, I can't believe the, her first sentence is actually in spite of her deeply rooted dislike, she could not incense, be insensible to the compliment of such a man's affection. So she is like, she is like impressed with herself. Like, well, I got a guy like Darcy to like me. That's a compliment. Yeah. So yeah, she's like, look, I can't, I have to be delicate at least at first. He's a jerk, but these things like you can't the like the enormity of what he's proposing it's not lost in her. Well, and then she is lets herself be complimented by it, even though she knows it's a no right away. Yes. It's a no. She is like, um, she is definitely, uh, she's definitely a no, but she is sort of complimented by it. Yes. I love the line. She was at first sorry for the pain he was to receive. <laughs> wow. Just, just like a, like a, the undertaker cold blooded, like, Oh boy, I'm going to crush you. But, I feel a little bad. <laughs> you left yourself open, and I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy your brain with a social criticism bullet. But then she's like, Sniper. at first I felt bad, but now then he went on about my family being bad that I don't care anymore. <laughs> right. He concluded with representing her the strength of that attachment, which, in spite of all his endeavors, he had found impossible to conquer. She's like I. So he was like, I tried so hard not to love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, shut up. Yeah, I know. Once again, as if it's a compliment. And but this is this is what's infuriating. He spoke of apprehension and anxiety, and spoke is italicized, but his countenance expressed real security. Such a circumstance could only exasperate further, and when he ceased, the color rose into her cheeks. So what's really infuriating is that at no point does he doubt that she's going to say yes. Yeah, he thinks he's got it locked down because of his social status. Cause yes. Because he, he's got the he's got the money, so she's going to say yes no matter what. And boy, oh boy, Which does is. she hit him with a reply. Do you want to do the honors? She's so mad at him. He doesn't know what he's walking into. No. He's, she is so mad. He's a, she's a wood chipper, and he's like, oh, does right. my hand go in there? Right. Um, in such cases uh, as this, 
Right. I like that she says, like, if I could feel gratitude, I would now thank you, but I cannot. Like, so <laughs> I can't I can't even feel grateful for this proposal. Yeah. I have never desired your good opinion, and you have certainly bestowed it most unwillingly. I am sorry to have occasioned pain to anyone. It has been most unconscionably done, however, and I hope will be of short duration. The feelings which you tell me have long prevented the acknowledgement of your regard can have little difficulty in overcoming it after this explanation. So she's like, I don't like you, and your proposal was garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't like you anyway, and that was a bad proposal. Yeah. And Darcy's angry. His complexion became pale with anger, and the disturbance of his mind was visible in every feature. Like this is like yeah. the worst thing that's ever happened to him. He's confused. He was struggling for the appearance of composure and would not open his lips till he believed himself to have tainted it. The pause was to Elizabeth's feelings dreadful. At length, in a voice of forced calmness, he said, And this is all the reply which I am to have the honor of expecting? I might perhaps wish to be informed why, with so little endeavor at civility, I am thus rejected, but it is so of small importance. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you didn't even try to be nice to me, but whatever. Right. I don't even care about you. <laughs> I guess you can, yeah. You, I guess you can tell me why if you want. I don't. I don't care. So, and then she hits him back with, "I might as well inquire why it was so evident a design of of offending and insulting me. You choose to tell me that you liked me against your will, against your reason, and even against your character." <laughs> Like, why was that a plus? Yeah, why was telling me that you shouldn't like me at all? You def- It's like when someone tells you, like, um, uh, like you were actually pretty funny. Yeah. Or, like, I, I usually don't like, like, it's like, what? Like, I didn't think I was going to like you, but you were actually pretty funny. I was like, well, what the hell is this? Maybe don't do the first part, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't need to know you had a bad opinion of me at first. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to psych me out. Yeah. Um, was this not some excuse for incivility if I was inso- uncivil? So she's like, of course, that was uncivil, what you said to me. <laughs> right. You started it. You're being uncivil. Um, and then she brings up, obviously, um, uh, her sister. Yeah. Except the man who has been the means of ruining perhaps forever the happiness of a most beloved sister. And it's like... so. Damn. Darcy didn't know that she knew. Yeah, he changes color. He freaks out at this. Uh, yeah, so he, and he does not deny it. So she, she goes in more on him. Uh, he then replied, I have no wish of denying that I did everything in my power to separate my friend from your sister or that I rejoice in my success. Towards him... That is so evil. Yes. Towards him, I have been kinder than towards myself. And he, right. So this is the this is the crux of it is that Darcy saved Bingley from this in his mind and he's he himself is powerless to that same fate. Yes. He's like I should have listened to my own advice that you do not ask a Bennett to marry you. Um and then okay so Elizabeth goes on to say like but it's not this is not about that. I didn't I didn't like you before this happened. Yes. <laughs> you are My opinion <laughs> of you was decided. Yeah. She is reading him the riot act. <laughs> Um, yes. On So your character was unfolded in the recital, which I received many months ago, from Mr. Wickham. On this subject, what can you have to say? In what imaginary act of friendship can you here defend yourself? Or under what misrepresentation can you here impose upon others? You take an eager interest in that gentleman's concerns, said Darcy in a less tranquil tone and with a heightened color. So now that riled him up. Who that knows what his misfortunes have been can help feeling an interest in him. His misfortunes, repeated Darcy contemptuously. Yes, his misfortunes have been great indeed. <laughs> Sarcastic. His misfortunes have been great indeed. Yeah, his misfortunes. My ass. And of your infliction. You have reduced him to the, his present state of poverty, comparative poverty. You have withheld his advantages, which you must know to have been designed for him. You have, been de- you have deprived the best years of his life of that independence, which was no less his due than his desert. You have done all this, and yet you can treat the mention of his misfortunes with contempt and ridicule. And this is your opinion of me? This is the estimation in which you hold me? 
I thank you for explaining it so fully. My faults, according to this calculation, are heavy indeed. But perhaps... Right, so... <laughs> we won't do the, that entire mo- this entire monologue, but... Um, basically... I can't believe Darcy's not Darcy is not backing down from these accusations. He's saying these this is me. This is what I do. It's like, oh, my faults are pretty heavy. Uh these you, are yeah. Yeah, this is this is who I am. Um I'm a straight shooter, baby. Yeah, straight shooter. That's that's the thing, is he says he says later, but disguise of every sort is my abhorrence. It's like I hate all disguises. I want to be totally honest. So he's saying, like, I'm not being a jerk, I'm being honest, yeah. which is the worst kind of, in my opinion, that's the worst kind of jerk. That's the biggest jerk. Who thinks that they're just telling it like it is. But they really, <laughs> the the people who like brutal honesty for the brutality more than the honesty. <laughs> Ooh, that's very well put. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Could you expect me to rejoice the inferiority of your connections? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Still bringing it up, dude? You lost. Right. And and Darcy is like, like, why would you celebrate being poor? Why would it be so good to be poor? Yeah, and Elizabeth's just like, dude, it's not. Your proposal was garbage, but I was gonna reject you anyway. Your proposal just made me okay with yelling at you. <laughs> right, I can I can be rude back. Yeah, you could not have made me the offer of your hand in any possible way that would have tempted me to accept it. And she hits him with, uh, towards the end of a long monologue. And I had not known you a month before I felt that you were the last man in the world whom I could ever be prevailed on to marry. Classic. A classic line. Maybe the first. <laughs> I wouldn't marry you if you were the last man on earth. <laughs> now that's just, Darcy, this is just right. a classic rom-com setup that's been done every single time. <laughs> Yeah, this is yeah, this is right. I would never marry you. Not at the end of this book, even if I was really happy. No, I wouldn't marry you for any changing circumstances over the next <laughs> two hundred and fifty pages. I'd have to be a whole different I'd have to go on a whole journey of self discovery in order to finally fall in love with you. And you would have to make some reflections and changes in your character. I'd love to see I'd have to see a grand romantic gesture from you in order to finally marry you at the end of this book. Yeah, but that's well, it's, not get ahead it's of so myself. funny to see that line from this book. I was like, wow, like this old, yeah, this this far back. Like it's it was it was written on the walls of of France. As I wouldn't marry you if you were the last. <laughs> the cave, the, the caves, caves of whatever the buffalo, yeah, those French caves, yeah, above the buffalo. Yeah. Um. So it's like just so you know, it has nothing. These individual things you know, are all sufficient, but I just don't like you. I wouldn't marry you no matter what. Look, buddy, you're you're a turd. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line is you're a turd. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and then she just, the rest of it is her just being like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> yeah, she's reflecting on, she can't, I mean, like, because this is a lot, because, like, in a book where almost nothing happens and people are just kind of like, sort of look at each other and that's the the biggest story someone darcy proposed to her and she rejected him like this and this is a huge happening a real fight not a play fight a real fight <laughs> right not like a not a sneering little sarcastic spat they had a legitimate they had it out voices raised accusations thrown about hearts broken character evaluated ooh um their social stations taken into account as, as of like, as their people. Like Darcy was big on being like, well, clearly, you know, you're worse because of your social station. Like it's like they're just being so blunt about what they actually see each other as. Yeah, and it is vicious. There is blood dripping from teeth. It is. Yeah, this was a shootout. This was a, a car crash. This was a huge. Yeah. Hu- in a social novel like this, this is huge. Yeah, literally no no one was being civil. It was uh the gloves were off. Pulled no punches. Yeah. Other violent metaphors. Yeah, and then she kind of composes herself and hides from Charlotte when she comes back cuz she does not want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, she can't she can't she can't bring herself to discuss this yet. Man. Wow. What a, what a what a section. Man. I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see yeah, I'm pumped to see how cuz like 
clearly Darcy's a main figure, and he's she's still staying a few miles away. I guess they're they're leaving town pretty soon. Yeah, so maybe Saturday or they'll have like some, they'll have some space. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's like well, we were talking about it before. We're like, it's weird this took place halfway through the book. Yeah, this this huge conflict, which should be either the beginning or the end. Yeah, it should. Yeah, it should be like the first act. We're moving into act two, but it's 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 some weird middle ground. Yeah, I'm curious to see how the structure pans out because right for the first. The first sort of act, if you will, they were sort of just like pl- sort of playfully disliking each other, and then after the first act, she f- she found out all this genuine bad stuff that Dar- he's not just a jerk. He is like he's not just a prickly social person. He's like doing bad things yes. in the name of preserving this uh, the enemy of the novel, which is the social structures that are holding these people uh, down. Yeah, holding everyone away. He's preserving them. Yeah, he's doing everything he can. And he's proud of Unapologetically. it. Unapologetically. Yeah, and he's proud of it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a lot's revealed in this, and it's like, what is going to be the aftermath of this? But can you imagine Mrs. Bennett finding out that Elizabeth turned down $10,000 a year marriage? Darcy. Yeah, my God. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm really excited to see this, because, like, uh, right, that would be the ultimate conflict. Is like, Darcy, like, let alone, like, if Bingley proposed, that would be huge. Darcy proposed legitimately. Yeah, and she said no again. So poor Mrs. Bennett just wants to get her most difficult daughter out of the house. Yeah. Twice she has turned down her proposal. Too bad, Mrs. Bennett. And Mr. Bennett, I'd love to hear his take on this as well. I'm excited about all of that. Yeah. Get back to Longbourn. Yeah. Talk it out with Jane. Yeah, Jane. I can't wait to hear what Jane has to say. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah, this is a turning point. I think it could be it could be like a midpoint turning point. Like, there's no going back now. Yes, they have crossed the Rubicon. Everyone yeah. knows everything because because Elizabeth knows Darcy loves her, and Darcy knows that Elizabeth actually despises her. It's not been a playful hate. It is a real yeah. I hate you. <laughs> I hate what you are. I hate your character. Yes. Yeah, and he's like, oh, so that's what you think of me. Oh, I must be a jerk. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we just listed everything, and you said, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that was a big section. That was the most exciting one so far. Yeah, that was uh, certainly uh, a, a, a huge conflict, a battle. I'm excited to see where it, what it, where it goes. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. So otherwise, uh, I, I hope everyone in quarantine is doing okay. And, or uh, if you're beyond it, I hope that you're not too annoyed by quarantine content like this. Yeah. And uh, stay safe, everybody. We're, I'm at Kevin Lomkovich on Twitter. We have the uh, Instagram, OK Gatsby Pod. Uh, we could put some memes up and some samples of the episode up there. Yeah, dog. And, and I'm Ha Hartnett on Instagram. And we yeah. love you. We love you. Bye bye. No you know this. All my outside, it's like showbiz.